I went to the public library to try to make sense out of all the madness. The place was boarded up, shut down, so I broke in and borrowed some newspapers. I don't get it, Doc. I mean, how can all this be happening? It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. Popheads, welcome to issue 93 of the TomCast Podcast, coming to you from the hermetically sealed Tom Cave, and uh, my name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent podcast. Please follow our show on social media. We are at TomCast Podcast on Instagram, at TomCast Podcast on Twitter. Convenient that they're all the same. You can email the show, TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you are interested in becoming a member of Pophead Nation, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Sign up, become a member of the Pophead Nation, where you're going to get all kinds of super cool extra bonus content, depending on what tier level you select. But if you if you select that one tier level that comes with all the amazing extras, uh, you're going to get video commentary, or I'm sorry, you're going to get audio commentary tracks from some of your favorite or least favorite movies of all time. I guess it depends on where you rank. And you're also going to be getting uh, some video uh, recommendations from me, as in I shoot a video with recommendations for uh, comics and graphic novels and things of that nature right now. And it's been a lot of fun, and I think the Patreons are really enjoying that. Uh, and speaking of my Patreons, thank you guys so much for being Patreons. Thank you to the Aspen Hill Chody and to the Batman of Bay Park, Mr. Jeff Nail. He's also the co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. It's a music podcast that I got the guest on an episode or two ago. Uh, just look for the hair metal episode if you want to hear my thoughts on the glorious, short-lived era of hair metal. It was a lot of fun to do that podcast with Jeff, and uh, hopefully, I'll be, hopefully, I will be getting him back on the show very, very soon as well. So, what we have for you today is we're going to take a little bit of a, br- a breather from uh, these look back at, the, at at films because I was recently very much inspired. Uh, it happened late late yesterday. And then into today, I couldn't stop thinking about this one particular topic. And I was like, you know what? I think this is what, what Roger and I should, should uh, sit down and discuss tonight. So it's a little spur of the moment, but we're going to do our best. And uh, I think it's going to be a really fun conversation because we're going to be here today talking about dark timelines. You know, uh, dark features, apocalyptic features, alternate realities, some of our favorite ones from across pop culture. We're not going to do it as, as a list necessarily. It's just going to be more of a general conversation where, you know, I'm like, oh, Roger, remember that time when they did this and so-and-so? And I think Roger would be like, yeah, I do remember that. That was fucking awesome. So that's my idea of how the conversation is going to go. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, it, how uh, Roger plays along with it. So hopefully that is going to be entertaining for you guys. I don't want to spoil anything so far. We, I, I, I know I have uh, my ideas of what we're going to talk about. I'm going to be... Uh, Find out what Roger wants to talk about very, very shortly here, and then uh, you know it's going to be a fun one. This is if you're into, into some some of those crazy alternate timelines and, and dark realities and, and and dark apocalyptic futures and things like that. This is going to be an episode that I think you'll really, really enjoy because I'm sure we're going to hit on some of your favorites. Uh, maybe we'll tell you a couple new ones that you aren't familiar with. Um, 
but more importantly, I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say too. Let me know your favorite uh, uh, stories and and uh, episodes of, of shows and, and movies and things like that that uh, kind of hit this particular uh, niche of the of the pop culture sci-fi genre. This is particularly a trope of sci-fi, uh, though a couple of uh, less sci-fi centric shows have have incorporated dark timelines like uh, like like Community and 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 uh, you know more forward thinking shows of that nature. So sit back, relax. Well, maybe don't don't relax. Get up, get up, because you know you, this is the podcast. You gotta buckle up. You gotta buckle in for the bumpy ride that it's gonna be the podcast. And I only say that bumpy in the sense that like you know we might shake it you to your core with some of the information, some of the things we talk about. Um, but otherwise, you're gonna enjoy the show. It's gonna be a fun one. So, in, uh, again, buckle up and get ready for the dark timeline episode of the Tomcast podcast. Here we go. All right, joining me via the Skypes, Roger is here. How is it going, Mr. Jedi Raj? I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, ready for action today. Uh, haven't done too much, you know, just working and gaming and all the usual fun stuff. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we should mention for, for the listeners, um, we are employing new audio recording techniques that we hope will propel the show forward into this COVID-19 global pandemic era uh, so that we can deliver a higher quality show moving forward uh, and, and and still have all the fun, but from a socially responsible distance. <laughs> That's what we try to do. So fingers crossed this works. If it doesn't work, you'll probably hear a show that sounds a little bit like last week's, but <laughs> let's hope this goes this smoothly. Yeah, for sure. So this is a bit of a test episode in that regards, but we have, a, I think we have a really fun topic today, and this kind of came to me at the last minute. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I was chit-chatting with, with a friend of the show, Reagan, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. he was telling me about uh, a new podcast that's on that's from uh, the guys who, two of the guys who were on Community, if you remember that TV series. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite yeah. shows. I love Community. And the name of their podcast, which is, <laughs> is, uh, is called The Darkest Timeline, which is based off of some of the episodes mm-hmm. of theirs. And I was like, oh, nice. timelines, that's a fun topic. We should talk about timelines. Yes. <laughs> so that, that kind of got me going about uh, all my favorite alternate timelines and, and dark futures and, and all these things. So I was like, this is what Roger and I are talking about. It's happening. Yeah, I'm down for it. I thought it was a really good topic. Yeah, right on, man. All right. So I figured, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of casually talk about some of our, fa- our favorite things, but I figured we would organize it by, by uh, genre. So I was thinking we'd start with comic books because uh, comic books are home to alternate timelines and, and, and alternate dark futures and, and parallel realities and dimensions. Mm-hmm. Though, before we dive in, we should talk about our beer. Yeah, yeah, that uh, sounds like a plan. <laughs> so what so, do you got, uh, my friend? What are you starting with? Yeah, today I'm doing the uh, north of the pier. Um, this is the uh, Pizza Port Coronado Brewing Co. Nice. Collaboration brew. Um, I haven't picked actually it up haven't yet. tried this yeah, I haven't tried this one. I tried the South of the Pier, which was the uh, same collaboration, but I guess one of them Coronado brewed, the other one Pizza Port brewed. Yeah, the uh, so, uh, South of the Pier was the Coronado take. Coronado, yeah. And the North of the Pier is, is the Pizza Port take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see how this one is. It's got a, a 6.5 AB on it. Uh, it's running uh, Mosaic, Laurel, Melon, Amarillo, and Columbus. Very so nice. good hop combo in there. Very nice. And uh, 
nice nose on it. Very, very dank. <laughs> Floral. And tastes awesome. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. You went right out of the can, too. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, messed... I didn't have it uh, immediately ready. So <laughs> I, I, I messed up. I uh, <laughs> I didn't bring the can that I'm drinking of the of the beer that I'm drinking right now. So I couldn't give you okay. all those vital statistics, but I am having the the, the salted caramel porter from uh, from Anderson Valley, which is a brewery that we don't have too often on this show or on Beer Night in San Diego. Nice. But this is this is quite nice, and uh, you know it. I don't want to say it's like a cool day in San Diego necessarily, but it's not a hot one either. So yeah. a porter sounds decent yeah. for today. Yeah, it's, it's a good middle ground. And uh, how's it tasting? It's really nice. It's it's fairly robust. It's a little on the sweet side because of that caramel and everything. But uh, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of salt to kind of balance that out. It's nice. uh, very drinkable. Very, very lovely. Yeah, I do like that uh, that flavor combo. Usually in the porters. It comes out pretty good. I think I've had it in a stout and a porter before. So I do like it. Yeah, I think I think a couple of breweries down here have messed with that, with that flavor combination. And it's usually gone over pretty yeah. well. Yeah, all right, Roger, you ready to dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll give you the uh, the opening number for the comic book milieu. Oh, and Pepper's going to make his presence known. All right, so I'm going to give Roger, Roger, you're going to take the op- the reins of the opening opening entry in our in our com- conversation of alternate timelines and dark realities. All right. What do you got for us, bud? So uh, first on the list... Um, when I thought of futures and alternate timelines and especially dark timelines, uh, first thing that popped into my head was definitely Flashpoint. Nice. DC Universe's uh, alternate timeline that pretty much kicked off the new 52 era of stuff. But um, basically, if you're not familiar with that, it's the whole timeline in which, you know, um, the Flash gets sent to this alternate timeline where everything just seems backward to him instead of Bruce Wayne being Batman. It's actually Thomas Wayne as Batman. And that's actually the first person he goes to to try to figure out what's going on here. Right. And he has a hell of a time trying to convince uh, Thomas Wayne, uh, who is uh, definitely a more brutal, uh, gritty version of the Batman that we're used to. And that's that's saying something, considering uh, Batman. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's just it's a crazy timeline in which a lot of the characters are just not who you're used to seeing. And it's just it's it's a crazy just mixture of, you know, subverted expectations, I guess. Sure. Just seeing these characters that you're so used to seeing and then completely just flipped around on their head. Um, it has been a while since I've uh seen the uh, flashpoint animated movie but i remember it being a, a pretty good uh rendition of the comic um that was actually i think one of the first uh dc animated movies that kind of kicked off their new uh kind of animated line mm-hmm. um but yeah no it's uh definitely one of my favorite storylines just to see how everything just goes from bad to worse you know you got your evil wonder woman fighting with evil aquaman and well that, you know what, I, was, I was gonna say that's one of my favorite parts of that storyline and it's like not necessarily uh-huh. that that they're evil but it's yeah it's, yeah it's, that's true you know 
you know, Aquaman is the ruler of Atlantis, and Wonder Woman is the ruler of Themyscira, and they're yeah. at war with each other, and it's kind of fucking rad just to see them want to kill each other so badly. Yeah, yeah, I guess evil wouldn't be the right word for it, but definitely just, just like darker a, reflections of them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like their their worst characteristics of themselves just brought to the forefront, and uh, yeah, just that whole kind of like war, but like pseudo relationship thing going on there and yeah it was just crazy and then that's kind of like the backdrop for everything that's happening and just flash trying to fix everything is uh is just really cool to see so it's a really cool flash centric story and you know i'm not the hugest flash fan but that's definitely one of them that stuck with me for sure yeah the thing i remember most about uh, a flashpoint is I, I remember reading it and I was enjoying it because of its alternate takes and everything like that. But yeah, you know, uh, like what they do a lot of times with, with comic books is, is, is they bill them as like these big mega things. Like this is the issue that changes everything. And then it's like, okay, yeah. they, they change like this one little thing and like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, like they fucking meant it. <laughs> yeah. At the end of flashpoint, it ain't the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, again, like you said, that kind of kicked off uh, the, the first wave of the, the rebirth comics. Yeah. So yeah, that so, was, that was a big deal. And again, if you don't want to read the comics, you can easily watch the the animated film that pretty much it's I remember it being uh, a a pretty strong adaptation that kind of covers all the bases. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was definitely uh it it got to it stuck with the main points. I mean, if you want like more in-depth uh characterization or like kind of backstory, definitely check out the comics for that. But if you just kind of want the uh you know, Cliff Notes version the movie is very solid. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And um, uh, uh, I guess we'll go into we'll, we'll go into a little bit of spoiler territory here too. Another aspect I thought was really cool was I mean you already mentioned that Thomas Wayne is Batman, uh, but yeah. but the real kicker is when you find out who the Joker is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these uh, things Dude. didn't quite work out for the Waynes in any reality. <laughs> yeah, it's just they just got the bad end of the draw either some, way. Yeah, they have some bad karma in every reality. <laughs> there's no getting around it so uh for for my my favorite alternate universe comic books uh it, it's it was kind of funny when when i was going over over my favorite you know alternate reality comic books um you know darkest timeline comic books uh because yeah. <laughs> all three of them are related to a, a a group of characters that i no longer really give a fuck about <laughs> <laughs> sure and that would be uh, someone we've talked about on, on this on the show previously uh i have i'm not much of a fan of the x-men any longer but sure. they have some of the best alternate reality time comic book stories ever and yeah. I, I think we'll start with the first one uh we will talk mm-hmm. about days of future past yeah it's so good they made a movie based off of it <laughs> but it's you know it's it's the movie aside, the comic book itself is spectacular. You 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 open up with, with uh, old Wolverine and Kitty Pride on the run from Sentinels, and you find out like all the X Men have been killed by Sentinels, and it's this mm-hmm. very dark future. Now, like a lot of, a lot of other things we're going to talk about, this does involve time travel because, you know, they try to go back into the past to save, the, to change the future basically. So it is very yeah. reminiscent of something else that may come up on the list a little later. <laughs> Possible. But at the time, I mean, this was like just mind blown you're like what the fuck everyone's dead (laughs) yeah yeah i think they actually uh in uh, marvel versus capcom 2 they kind of had one of the backgrounds were based off that storyline where there was literally like uh just like posters on the wall of Mm -hmm. like 
you know, this mutant dead crossed out, yeah. this undead crossed out. Yeah. It was just like, it was so cool, but like trippy at the same time. Because like you said, we hadn't really seen anything like that in the, especially in the X-Men comics before. No, it was, it was a lot of, it, it was a game changer for sure. And um, yeah. Uh, you know, I remember they actually did a fairly decent adaptation for it on the old '90s cartoon as well. So if you yeah. you, know, you can look that up very easily on Disney Plus. Yep. So easy to find. Uh, so, <laughs> and again, I, again, you, there's a movie based, so you kind of get the broad strokes. Sure. Yeah. My absolute favorite alternate timeline, however, mm-hmm. again from the X Men, will be Age of Apocalypse. Okay. The Age of Apocalypse, much like. Um, much like Flashpoint, uh, kind of took me by surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really sure. I can, you know, Marvel had promoted the event like, oh, the Age of Apocalypse is coming, it's coming, it's coming. But they didn't really tell us what that all meant. And what yeah. that meant was right before the Age of Apocalypse started, everything was going to go batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> and by batshit crazy, I mean like Wolverine killing Sabretooth and, and Professor X getting shot in the head. I mean, like there was all kinds of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And then that's super I mean, brutal. And, and X, uh, Xavier getting the bullet in the head is, is pretty much the impetus of the timeline change. Uh, mm. But you you go into this this new reality where all all of our favorite characters from the X Men have been have been altered in some way. They either yeah. are on the run from Apocalypse, who now rules the world with an iron fist, or they work for Apocalypse, which is even more terrifying. And yeah. uh, it, it it was a fantastically done. Uh, I think it was roughly four months long. There might have been a fifth month in there too, where they kind of bookended the uh, the events um, mm-hmm. to, to complete the story. But they 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 yeah. launched four new X titles, and there was an Alpha and Omega to kind of bookend the event with, and it was nice. awesome. And there was one of the, my my favorite one, of course, was the Wolverine book, where you're like, mm-hmm. you see Wolverine, and Wolverine is missing a hand, and you're like, what the fuck? Why is Wolverine missing a hand? And you find that the Cyclops <laughs> shot it off, and you're like, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, you find out, oh, yeah, he may be missing a hand, but he still has claws because they pop out and kill everyone at the end. <laughs> it's fantastic. That was an amazing, dark future, but also alternate reality timeline thing. Of course, because it's the X-Men, everything goes back to normal at some point. And I was very disappointed to find sure. out they undid basically all the cool shit they did leading up to the event. I was like, oh, man, Saber's <laughs> still alive. Fuck you. <laughs> But that's how comic books <laughs> tend to play their cards, anyways. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's true. Uh, the the third one I wanted to mention again in the X Men vein, again centered around what, what you know everyone's favorite mutant uh, is the Old Man Logan story. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you if, if you've had a chance to read Old Man <laughs> Logan, but it's bananas. No, no, I have I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Okay, it, it's it's fucking crazy it's uh written by by mark miller the guy who did kingsman and uh, mm-hmm. uh other non-conventional crazy superhero comics kick ass and th- those things uh he's the writer of it uh steve mcniven okay. does the art it's fantastic it's gorgeous it's beautiful to look at and it's it's um i guess the best mashup i can think of it's it's you take the marvel universe and unforgiven the the clint eastwood movie <laughs> and you yeah. smush him together because it's 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 Wolverine being convinced to come out of retirement on on one more adventure, and it's 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 the kind of and then it kind of becomes like a road trip across this dark Marvel universe, future Marvel universe where uh, Doctor Doom and the Red Skull and the Kingpin, 
like rule everything and and the country's been divided up into into like territories and they all fight for land and even the hulks the uh, bruce banner's offspring are evil uh evil hillbillies basically it's fucking crazy <laughs> That's funny. It's a really, it's a really cool storyline, and I'll be honest. Uh, unfortunately, Marvel uh, realized the popularity of it, and they have fucking milked it for every dime it's worth by bringing uh, Old Man Logan in, into continuity yeah. and, and bringing him into in the present timelines and spinning him off. And there's yeah. like an Old Man Hawkeye comic now. There's an Old Man or Old Woman Laura, which is like his daughter character. It's, it's all just they they like money at Marvel. <laughs> but the original yeah, storyline by by Mark Miller and and uh, Steve McNiven stands above all the others. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I I think you'd enjoy that one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I might have to get around to that one. Actually, it, 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 he teams up with uh with a with an old blind Hawkeye at one point, which is a lot of fun oh, too really? to see. And <laughs> Hawkeye may be blind, but he still likes shooting arrows, so that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You got any more in the comic book genre? Uh, you know, none that I can think of offhand. I think the other stuff we had was kind of more towards uh, movie space. Hey, I think the movie space is probably our, our biggest media section for the show today. Yeah. Um, so I think was... Let me just mention a few TV episodes. Sure. And I'll be honest. Um, there were shows that did timelines and alternate realities like obviously like, like i think sliders is the one that first pops in my mind uh sure yeah and sliders yeah, was possible. sliders was great for a couple seasons yeah that was fun <laughs> but then it kind of got not got not so great yeah. uh but the, the the one i want to mention who i think did it best and they've done it across multiple shows uh i think star trek owns alternate reality storylines and, and, and twisted futures and stuff like that. Like they, because, because Star Trek lives in like that Gene Roddenberry kind of utopia vision mm-hmm. thing Yeah, that when they would do a dark story with like dark Spock and dark Kirk and all these things, you, you paid attention <laughs> to it. But perhaps yeah, the sure. most, perhaps the most interesting alternate reality uh, is an episode of Star Trek, the next generation uh, titled mm-hmm. yesterday's enterprise. And it's, it is the story of, the Enterprise C, a, a, a Enterprise that we don't know much about, coming into the present, having survived an attack that they were supposed to have uh, died in, that would have preserved the mm-hmm. timeline. And instead, they escape, and the Federation goes to war with uh, with, with the Romulans and the Klingons, and it's a whole thing. And you know, you you see this Federation uh, that's at war and kind of like on the brink of losing this war to the to the, the Romulans and the Klingons, and. Uh, it's fantastic and it's great and it's highly enjoyable, uh, but it also spun off because when I, I guess we'll go into spoiler territory because it's a twenty-year-old sure. episode. Do, do you remember this one, yeah, Roger? Spoiler warning. <laughs> do you remember this one? I don't. Rem- I don't remember it offhand. Um, I mean, I definitely watched a lot of the Next Generation, but you know, it was kind of sporadic, so. I don't know if there was any consistency to the seasons or anything like that that I watched. I so. gotcha. It was. Uh, I love the opening. Uh, the I forget what you call, it, but that opening segment of the episode uh-huh. because it's like, you know, you're, you're on the bridge of the Enterprise and everything looks normal at first, and you're like, okay, they're doing this thing, and the data's like, Captain, there's a temporal anomaly off the starboard bow or whatever, and then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> you see the Enterprise C come through there, and then when you go back to the bridge, everything's different. Yeah, everything's different. Like it's darkly lit. The uniforms are a little like modified. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool. 
And what happens at the end is that in this in this alternate timeline, Tasha Yar is still alive. So you see her at the weapon station, and you know obviously Worf is gone because the Federation is at war with the with the Klingons, and they have been for twenty years. So there's no Worf. Tasha Yar is still alive. Then at the end of the episode, uh, she makes goo goo eyes with a with a shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, and uh, she decides to go back with them because she finds out she's dead in the timeline that's supposed to be. So she decides to go back and help the Enterprise C fight. And instead nice. of... So she does. And then we find out later in episodes that that Tasha Yar, when she went back, she changed... There was a bit of a ripple effect in that uh, she wasn't killed with the Enterprise C crew. She was captured. And Romulan's, a Romulan subcommander fell in love with her. And she had a <laughs> child. And so this child of Tasha Yar became an enemy of Captain Picard's. It was fucking awesome. And it drove the show for like another two or three seasons. Just another nice. villain for them to fight. It's a really great episode. It, do, it does stand alone. You can watch it easily. You don't have to know a lot of uh, Star Trek mythology. Sure. Really fun episode. I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, again, I mentioned Community as, as a wonderful show. Like that, I mean, that's a comedy, obviously. But yeah. it explores like nerdy things that we like so well. <laughs> yeah. That if, if you didn't watch Community the first time around, I definitely recommend it now. And uh, all seasons are available on Netflix. I think that started back in April. So, oh, cool! If you haven't watched Community yet, now's the time. Yeah, <laughs> you got the time for it. Was did you have any on your on your TV list, Raj? TV list. Um, you know, I couldn't think of too many. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some really obvious ones, but well, I mean, we we obviously we talked about Flashpoint, and and you know the Flash. TV series likes to fuck around with time and dark realities and alternate futures, but they do it so poorly that I'm not going to really give them any <laughs> time to do it and ruin our podcast. Yeah, no, I was actually going to going to ask you more towards the end if, uh, <laughs> if there were any notable ones that did it poorly of anything that we you know were into. Uh, uh, I know the Flash was going to be one of them that is just like, well, it's just the things are inconsistent and all this kind of stuff. Well, and, and obviously, I mean, Arrow does it too, cause, because uh, instead of having flashbacks, it started having flash forwards to, to follow Oliver Queen's daughter and those yeah. things and kind of like the dark future she was in. Uh, yeah. And that was... I didn't hate it as much as uh, a friend and frequent collaborator, Reagan Myers, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, sure. <laughs> but yeah, the CW shows have kind of messed with it. And, and again, it, it, there's something intrinsic about future uh, future storylines and alternate realities uh, that's kind of just built into comic books and into sci-fi stuff in general so yeah um, I'm trying to think what else has done it well that's really resonated with me I mean again Star Trek's a big one because I mean every ser every series has gone to the dark universe to the mirror universe where everything's dark mm -hmm. and everyone has goatees yeah <laughs> and that's always awesome and again that's that's from the original series that's they do that in next gen they do that in ds9 they do that in voyager they do that in in all of them basically they do it in the yeah, new show they yeah. do it in discovery you know you go that's to the mirror awesome. universe and you see how fucked up shit is <laughs> and that's a lot of fun so star trek yeah. is, is your place for alternate timelines and dark reality futures uh at least to the to the to varying degrees of success sometimes it's not so great but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you always got your misses, but I think definitely Star Trek. Uh, they they've had enough to where they know what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, uh, Reagan also su suggested he recommended a, a show called Timeless, which I've only seen the first episode of. Um, and I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. I just couldn't. Oh. I didn't have the the schutzpah to kind of keep going with it. Sure, sure. Because I um, am a sucker for time yeah, travel shows. Don't get me wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. I, mean, I love anything where it's like, you know, time travel, alternate timeline. Um, I know there was one, I haven't actually watched it myself, but my friends recommended called Midnight Gospel, which I guess is a series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like an animated series or something, but the, the I guess their summary of what they told me, which sounded really interesting, and I'm going to have to check it out now, is that the main character is like a guy that does like a podcast or something. And he's basically... <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, he's what he, he, <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's interviewing people full from, from different like dimensions or different universes that have survived an apocalypse. So it's like, you know, for example, I think he was telling me in one of them, they interview like a president that survived a zombie apocalypse. And, you know, he's just basically talking about everything that they did to get through it. So it it sounds like a really interesting premise and I'm kind of excited to watch it just because it sounds like, oh, you know, like you're going to get to hear these stories of like from different planets that, you know, have survived one apocalypse or another but it, it sounds like a cool premise to me so that's one i wish i would have seen prior to this show mm-hmm. um but i literally found out about it last night who is to say that this history is any less proper than the other i suppose i am not good enough damn it not good enough i will not ask them to die 40 billion people have already died this war is not supposed to be happening you've got to send those people back to correct this and what is the guarantee that if they go back they will succeed Every instinct is telling me this is wrong, it is dangerous, it is futile. We've known each other a long time. You have never known me to impose myself on anyone or take a stance based on trivial or whimsical perceptions. This timeline must not be allowed to continue. Now, I've told you what you must do. You have only your trust in me to help you decide to do it. All right, Roger. Why don't, why don't you uh, why don't you open us up for the films? What do, what do you have? What do you want to talk about first? You... Well, you know, I think we'll we'll go back to a classic that uh, really incorporates dark timeline and time travel. You know, probably one of the first that I can think of that kind of really form things. I'm going with Terminator. Come with me if you want to live. I, I think that's kind of Terminator like the, the, franchise. Yeah, that's almost like the granddaddy of of them all, you know, like, of like the dark future and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. And again, it, this is the one that we, uh, if you <laughs> if you can't figure it out, this is the one that's very reminiscent of Days of Future Past, the X Men story we, we talked yeah. about. You know, a soldier from a from the dark future coming to the pre- the coming to our present to to try and change things for the betterment of mankind. And, uh, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's not just a dark future necessarily. I mean, like, it's basically like the end of humanity. It's like pretty serious stakes. Yeah. I mean, you just get the full on, you know, AI apocalypse essentially where it's just, we've created our own demise <laughs> to the biggest extent. And I'm just the way, you know, the movies start. It literally shows you that dark future and how terrible everything's gone. And you just kind of get the time travel going back to not not even stop that future, but maintain it from getting worse, which is yeah. kind of the crazy thing about it. Well, it's the thing, like the they're thing, not trying to go back and make things better. You know? Yeah, the, the thing to remember about, about Terminator is, and I, I, I think it does get 
tend to be kind of kind of sort of forgotten because I think most people definitely think of uh, T2 nowadays when they think of the Terminator flicks. Uh, but yeah. But when Kyle Reese comes okay. back to 1984, 85, whenever it was. Four, I think. I think it is four. I think it was four, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he tells Sarah that like they were on the verge of winning. Like like Skynet what they they had cracked Skynet's defense perimeter or some something along those lines. Yeah. They they were on the verge. <laughs> like like they had actually put Skynet on its heels. And that's because of, of, mm-hmm. of her unborn child, John Connor. And and yeah. so it, it it's there's a sort of hopefulness to it at the same time. Yeah, it wasn't until T two that we get to like, well, let's just stop it from happening overall because it just sounds yeah. kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just trying to uh, stop Judgment Day from happening, and uh, you know, wh- whichever timeline you follow after T two, um, I guess that becomes debatable. But uh, you know, I, I just kind of look at the first two in their own bubble. <laughs> I agree but, with um, you on that. That's a fair. That's a fair way to look at things, my friend. Yeah, but definitely the uh, the second one does try to kind of have a character come back and keep everything from, you know, even happening. But the first one is interesting in that, like we said, it's it's pretty much them trying to just make sure that the assured future of them winning continues to happen mm-hmm. despite all the loss in the first place. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's great. Obviously, Terminator's a classic. <laughs> if you guys haven't... I'm sure you've watched it by now at least a couple of times, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, yeah. This and it's funny it too. Like, <laughs> this is definitely a movie like we're going to be spotlighting at some point down the road because uh, yeah. it, it is such a, a, a seminal piece of, of, of pop culture. And uh, I mean, obviously, James Cameron is still making awesome uh, uh, technology pushing films, but like this guy was was killing it. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is kind of like like, like Cameron uh, like announcing himself with authority. Yeah, Roger, are you wearing a Terminator T-shirt? Oh yeah, I, I am. I <laughs> so so Roger's <laughs> playing favorites over here too. All right, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot I had that on. <laughs> it wasn't until you like, kind of like, like stood up to, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was adjusting the blinds. I was starting to get blinded in here. Uh, I hear you, dude. It's getting a little <laughs> warm in this fucking place, but uh, that's okay. We persevere. We yeah. have a podcast to do. We are professionals. We'll sweat it out for you guys. <laughs> Ugh, well, sweaty is my permanent state of living, so let's do it. Uh, I think I think for our next one, we'll lighten it up just a tad. Well, you know what? Maybe we sure. shouldn't. Maybe we should save the lighter one for a little bit later. <laughs> because okay, that because works. I'm gonna, I, th- I think I could bring it down a little bit further with the <laughs> further than Terminator. All right. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna really bring it down because uh, this is a movie that has um, certain resonance with current events. Specifically, sure. the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus yeah. itself, a global pandemic sweeping across our world as we speak. I am, of course, referring to Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, the this I mean is 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 COVID nineteen the precursor to the simian flu? I think I think we know the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> So we've, keep an eye on your chips. we've watched the movies. Yeah, has anyone been to the zoo lately? No, because the zoo's closed. They're fucking erecting <laughs> structures and building weapons. God help us if they open up the city again, Roger. We could be down. We could be down and out oh, in, in a matter of hours. Yep, they're just too strong. Well, listen, I'll be honest. Before we really even dive into the film, I was kind of rooting for the monkeys. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
yeah, the humans just aren't great people. <laughs> no, as, as a society, we have some work to do. <laughs> the monkeys seem much more unified. Though there was that one monkey in the second one, like, oh, he that chimp, ooh, ooh, he was ruffling my feathers. <laughs> I was like, get him, Caesar, get him. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> well, you know, because so uh, there's the one chimp who learns how to use the assault rifles. Listen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a dark... goes downhill from there. Oh man. Oh man. Those <laughs> I, the, I I don't think they necessarily get enough credit from the general populace of the world for being these yeah. really great science fiction movies. But the new Planet of the Apes series, the one that started with with uh dawn was a dawn or rise. I can't remember. Uh, rise, I think. Yeah, the one, one with Franco and John Lithgow, and it's you know he's he's trying to find a cure for Alzheimer's, and, and, and mm-hmm. like that was a really good movie. Yeah. But the next movie just ramps it up to like a thousand. <laughs> like these new Planet <laughs> yeah. movies have been phenomenal, and uh, obviously, like I said, there's there's resonance because uh, uh, in that universe of Dawn, of Planet of the Apes, everything mm-hmm. begins with the simian flu and a, and a virus and a, and a pandemic across the world yeah. that changes everything. Uh, so, you know, and I, I kind of sort of wanted to talk about the original series a little bit, but because yeah. it, the new ones are so relevant, I feel like this is the one that kind of hits the closest to home, right? Yeah. And you know, it, it's funny that you bring that point up. It's that, you know, it's almost like each generation's version of what causes mankind to kind of go under is very relevant to you know what they were afraid of at the time. That's a great point. Great. So point. I mean, I think in the, I think in the original script for the original Planet of the Apes, it was actually supposed to be a virus, but they ended up changing it to you know the nuclear weapons. Right. So, Obviously, a much more relevant threat at the time, and probably something more people were paying attention to the nuclear yeah. fallout, the 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 the, the uh, very real possibility that we were all going to blow each other up. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, definitely, uh, yeah, I think the the new ones are kind of the ones that make the most sense to us today. But yeah, not at all to discount the original uh, five movies. I love the, I love <laughs> the original Planet of the Apes movies. I really, really do. Those were movies yeah, that when I saw fun. when I was I was just kind of becoming a teenager when I saw them for the first time, um, and they they blew my mind. Yeah, they really they were just like yeah. so uh, uh, visually exciting to watch and, and interesting in and the and, and the plots were uh again they they were kind of deep in a lot of ways and some of yeah. the issues they were bringing up so like for somebody who's like in his early teens i was like, I was uh-huh. like oh my gosh like i i kind of understand what they're talking about like there's like a, a lot of you know metaphor here and stuff like that that i can even now to the you know when i was growing up in the 90s 80s and 90s you know these movies from the 60s and 70s still had a lot of uh sway you know they were still yeah. saying powerful interesting things uh-huh. Yeah, no, definitely. Though it it, it it is funny that uh uh you know obviously most more more specifically our, our parents' generation was the one very uh, uh-huh. concerned with nuclear fallout and those things, and yeah, you know obviously we've all seen videos of of nuclear explosions and the mushroom clouds and all that stuff, and it's very uh, evocative, yeah. and, and you're like, oh shit, that looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> to think that the the real thing that we are all afraid of nowadays is someone coughing anywhere in our general vicinity. <laughs> like that's so much worse than a nuclear holocaust at this point. You're like that fucker coughed, bad. kill him. <laughs> yep. It's it's pretty bad. It's a, it is a crazy up. world we live in, my friend. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, I, 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 this will be a bit of a, 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 a divergent tangent here. Uh, but yeah. I I almost lost my marbles on my way home today because uh, the last uh, week or two, I've started riding my bike again to work and back and stuff like that because yeah. there's, there's less traffic. The air quality is really good yeah. right now. I was like, fuck it. I'll ride yeah. my bike. There, you know, The odds of getting hit are really slim right now. There's not that many people on the road. And like I yeah. said, the air quality is so good. It's probably the best it's been in California in 20, 30 years. Oh yeah, it's so, crazy. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, well, my big observation today today I had a fairly large bike ride home because I, I ran a couple errands after I left work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I swung by Bind and Vine and picked up some, some new cans. Uh, then I, I headed back, came home, and that, but I took the long way home. I was like, I'm gonna get some extra pedals and get some exercise. You know, I did like a tennis mile ride, which is not bad. Sure. Um, except on right. that entire yeah, ten yeah. mile ride, I don't think I saw a single motherfucker wearing a mask. Oh man! <laughs> like not even like around their neck. Like I get it if no one's around you, you have it down. But like they yeah. just, just nothing, just nothing. And I, I'm on my bike and I got one. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, you know at lunch today I was I was picking up Bruce for the show, and uh, yeah, I was out there too. But I mean, all the people that I saw were basically like seemed like all all the crazies were out. You know, like all the people that look a little wily and unhinged. Uh, definitely none of them were wearing a mask, but uh, <laughs> it seemed like they were the ones that were taking the streets. Now I didn't see any uh, regular people. We'll say that is a, <laughs> a, a good observation as well. I've noticed that at work as well, that uh, some of the, um, the, uh, the poor unfortunate souls as, as we'll call them are uh, sure. feeling a bit <laughs> empowered right now because there's not a lot of other action going on. Yeah, no, it's true. We, we've, uh, we, we, <laughs> Not that it's a big deal, but uh, we we've had a couple of people just uh, homeless of the homeless variety just walk up and steal watermelons, and it's like <laughs> I don't even know what to do at that point. It's like, well, it's, I'm not going to chase him for a watermelon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then like clearly he needs the watermelon. <laughs> yeah, there's there's worse things to steal, I suppose. Yeah, but they're definitely emboldened right now. I, I, I at my store in particular, that's progress because we're used to you know because we have to control the flow of people who come in and out. We have basically you basically have to be admitted at the at the store now so sure so those people can't just wander in now and steal you know 50 dollars bottles of scotch at least which i guess is progress yeah it's a, it's a step down from scotch that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey man i can't buy it if you're stealing all of it get out of here <laughs> <laughs> definitely anyway so yeah that, that 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 was kind of our summary on planet of the apes we got a little bit off track yeah. there but hey uh, the uh, a simian flu brings out the best in all of us. What can I say? Yes. So and, wear your mask, kids. Yeah, and if Caesar's <laughs> listening to this podcast, and, and you know, if it happens, if you guys rise, I, I'm on. I'm on Team Caesar. I'm with you. Let yeah. Me... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but I'm I'm with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on your side. <laughs> uh, you got any uh, any more films you want to get into? Uh, I think one of them, again, uh, that I thought was very relevant to what we're going through now is uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Ooh la la. I'm so glad you brought up Endgame. <laughs> this is like the, like, again, it's a little bit of a, this is a, a little bit of a slippery slope because uh, a lot of our films are, are do have the time travel element in them. Um, yeah. But we don't want to do like a, ta- this is not a time travel specific show. Cause like we could do time travel movies all day long. I got, I got, I got six pockets full of them. Um, <laughs> but 
because of what they do with time travel and the splintering of realities, I think Endgame is a wonderful choice. So why don't, yeah. you, why don't you take it away and, and, and... That's what I heard. Wait, but who? Who told you that? Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, Time After Time. Quantum Leap, Wrinkle in Time, Somewhere in Time. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Basically any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard? No, that's not one. This is known. I don't know why everyone believes that, but that isn't true. Think about it. If you travel to the past, that past becomes your future. And your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your new future. Exactly. So Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit? Yeah, no, for so definitely this one, uh, like I said, very, very relevant to, you know, everything people are experiencing. You know, definitely those first few, you know, minutes, even maybe first hour of the movie just where they're basically just trying to come to terms with losing half of the world's population. Um, it was really, uh, really impactful and you really got to see what these dark times could do to people. Right. And, you know, I, I always kind of like joke around with my wife. I'm like, you know what? It's, this isn't so bad because we were, you know, almost softened by the blow of Endgame. You know, like we kind of expected what was going to happen. You know, we're basically feeling isolated in one way or another. A lot of people are having difficulty coping with that emotion of just not being able to communicate with people. Now, luckily, it's it's not so permanent for a lot of us in most cases. But, uh, you know, it, it is happening with some people. And it, it is just almost crazy how it very much feels like mirrored reality in that sense. And. It's funny that in that case, the the dark timeline is actually the real timeline. Is the know? reality? Like that's, sure. Yeah, that's that's not the timeline that wasn't supposed to happen. That's the one that was supposed to happen and did happen. And they're actually trying to go back and make a better reality. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's an interesting concept because most of the times you you see those kind of stories and it's like, oh, this went wrong, which led to this horrible future. It's like. In this case, it was like, well, no, that's kind of just what happened that led to this bad timeline that we're in. But nothing happened that, you know, no no future force messed with the past to make it this way. You know, it's just, yeah, that's kind of how things were. This is what it is now. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you're totally right. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was most stoked about, uh, you know, because obviously when Endgame came out and it was, you know, it was only a year ago that Endgame was in theaters blowing yep. all of our minds and, 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 and making us all rip our shirts <laughs> off in joy. Um, yeah. <laughs> is, it, it, it would have been very easy for them to cheat the audience and go yeah. back to the point when it all happened and make us forget uh -huh. about those five years of misery that, that the superheroes were living in and how it kind of shaped uh -huh. them. Um, by them not doing that, by them letting the heroes kind of keep those scars and, and, and yeah. you know, kind of, uh, like you know, and the returning heroes come back to this universe that had kind of lived without them for five years. I was like, that yeah. is a really bold and daring choice, and I think that it helps kind of set the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a in a really crazy new direction that we kind of got glimpses of in Spider-Man: yeah. Far From Home. Uh, yeah, but it lends to so much more uh, to explore as, as as we kind of reconnect with these characters when Phase Four gets off the ground here, which obviously COVID nineteen has uh, slowed the Marvel freight train down quite a bit, but it will be back and yeah, stronger than ever. 
Mar- yeah, I the, so, but the I, I equate the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe to Snowpiercer. It just never stops. It goes on and on <laughs> around the globe forever. Just, just powering, yeah, just powering through uh, snow drifts and ice banks and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Snowpiercer. I just recently watching watched it recently, so it's forefront in my mind right now. You know, that's that's one that I've been meaning to watch, and it was because. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about it after the show, but there's some weird theories about it that uh, actually sound pretty cool. So yeah, I, I, well, I got into it because obviously there's a new TNT TV series based on the on the film. Uh, yeah, but obviously we can, uh, do something on that. Yeah, uh, but obviously that's a dark future too, right there. You know, where uh, in, yeah. in an effort to combat global warming, they end up uh, launching a new ice age, which is you know it's, that's a pretty fun idea. Yeah, the pendulum does swing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it's the dark futures thing is, is definitely uh uh just there's so much there to pick through and and uh, uh I mean we could go on probably forever about yeah. about about <laughs> sci-fi specifically sci-fi movies but with with dark futures involved in them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I love alternate timelines and I like I said I, I think Star Trek on TV does this probably better than most. Um Yeah. But for the for the to kind of I don't know if this is our closeout film. You, you may have one or two more in your pocket, but let's go ahead and bring in, in the kind of happy, joyful <laughs> entry. <laughs> comparatively. comparatively speaking into our list, you know, like, like there's no giant viruses wiping out humanity in this one or, 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 uh, or Skynet becoming sentient and killing all of us. Cause he realizes we're a bunch of dopes, yeah. but, but if Skynet were around and he saw him and people weren't wearing masks today, he would have, today would have been judgment day just for the record. <laughs> They would be eliminated. <laughs> but <laughs> let's talk about the dark timeline that was Back to the Future 2. Biff Tannen yes. with the Biff Towers. Imagine that this line represents time. Here's the present, 1985, the future, and the past. Prior to this point in time, somewhere in the past, the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 1985. Alternate to you, me, and Einstein, but reality for everyone else. Biff basically is 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 basically Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, but yeah. But I mean, come on, how great was that? Yeah, that was that was hilarious. That whole scene where he just kind of wakes up in the dark timeline, and you just slowly start to realize things here and there are wrong. <laughs> things just aren't working out until you realize oh no something really went wrong here <laughs> yeah it was such a great movie when i was a kid that I, I it was one of those things that uh i was still fairly new to the to some of the the, the time travel elements and like you know how you could obviously we saw the 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 the, the pros of changing reality in, in the first film because you know Marty's yeah. dad and his mom are are much better, happier people together, and Marty seems that they have a better life and everything like that. So you see, like the perks. This is yeah. the downside <laughs> of time travel <laughs> and fucking around with the timeline. And uh, obviously, yep. I think that's become much more uh, rich territory to explore. Uh, yeah, and but I think they do it in such a fun way. Again, uh, uh, Thomas Wilson. Thomas Thomas F. Wilson. Uh, there you go. It gives him such a really fun chance to. Uh, take that bully character that we met in the first in the first film, and yeah. you know you you kind of see him at the beginning of the original film as you know his nineteen eighty five self still kind of like the bully with like the, still rocking those leisure suits and everything. <laughs> yeah. But but you see him with such such power 
is is a real trip and again it's it's obviously uh um even at the time like that came in like what like 91 92 and it was uh and it was uh, you know again they're directly going after trump who was (laughs) it's not like he was the president then he just was he just was like a rich bully at the time yeah yeah but uh it's again it's just something that that captures the imagination as a young person uh i i still love watching that film in particular and i my appreciation for Back to the Future 2 has actually grown over the years. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, at least, at least critics, uh, viewed 2 as like the least best of the three. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, uh, that's false. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, I think the original is the best, but I, I like 2 better than 3. I think. I, I think I do as well. I really like the way it plays around with its own film history. And, you know, yeah. when Marty and Doc have to go back to 1955 to kind of undo the dark timeline though this is one of the few this is one of the prime examples of how you can work around and dance between those raindrops that you did earlier and and make it work in a way that is uh convincing yeah yeah sure i I mean i always love that that part of the movie where they're just kind of like trying not to be seen by their past selves so they don't throw anything off and you know it really when you think about it it's like had anything been off even slightly you know, it would have just messed everything up because yeah. it was so exact in the first movie that everything just worked out. <laughs> it was like even a second off would have, you know, thrown it off. Yeah, and and you know, and even even the way it sort of like fills in, not necessarily it fills in blanks, like like it had to like fill in plot holes, but the way it just kind of showed what some of the other characters were up to at certain times when we yeah. were following Marty and Doc. Like, when you see Lorraine getting her dress and when you when you see Biff on his way to the dance and Marty's trying to steal the book and, and all this kind of like, yeah. again, just kind of stuff that fills in the blanks. Like, like who does, who does, you know, Biff, live his, Biff lives with his grandmother who apparently has no control over him. So you kind of, <laughs> you, you, you kind of start to piece together Biff's psychology a little bit too. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just a, a really well done picture in my opinion. And I yeah. love, I lo- I do, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of the way that movie ends. I yeah. love the way it ends with uh, the the DeLorean being struck by lightning, getting sent yeah. into the Old West. Uh, Marty's just standing there, and then the, again, another element that was completely new to me, when when, yeah. they, when the U, uh, what was it? Uh, Western Union guy. Western Union, yeah. Yeah, when he shows up with the letter from Doc from the past, and then... What you, then when you cut to what's going on and, and currently, which is Doc Brown sending Marty back to 1985, you know, down the main drag and then Marty coming around the corner again. I thought that was so well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you can only imagine what must have gone through his mind, but it's just so cool to see, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was, and it was so great, too, because you, you see that moment where, where Doc sends Marty back to 85 in the, in the DeLorean. And you yeah. get like that moment where he's like, victory, you know, I've done it. Like one of my devices works. One of my inventions works. I've done it. I'm a real yeah. scientist kind of thing. Yeah, but then you yeah. see like the couple of seconds after that we didn't see originally. And you see yeah. Marty running around the corner and you're just like, this syncs up so well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really well done. And just, you know, I don't think there's there's a whole lot of like inconsistencies with the way they handled time travel in that one, which was really cool because you know, plot holes and all that kind of stuff are always a big thing for people. But, you know, I, I can't really say that there's too much that they did wrong as far as I can tell. No, it's, it's funny too, going back to Endgame, like the, the, one of the only parts that pissed me off in Endgame when he says, when, is when Paul Rudd says, Back to the Future's bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But that's obviously, <laughs> I mean, that obviously has to do with like, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, who even studies this stuff? Like, is it physicists? Uh, but like, obviously, the yeah. it, the more accepted uh, theoretical science is that uh, the multiverse is much more of a thing now than one consistent timeline that can be changed back and forth or whatever. Like, you know, if you go back in time, you've created new realities. I, I, I guess is the thing that makes more sense now to people. I guess, but I still don't like the way Endgame handled time travel. It was, like, their explanation wasn't great. It wasn't great. I just, I just went along for the ride. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, yeah. since time travel is not real, I can't say it's false. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, uh, okay, I guess that makes sense to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, why not? <laughs> yeah. Endgame was a blast, and that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It made up for it in cool action scenes. <laughs> now, again, we could we could do a whole new episode on um, on just time uh, travel. <laughs> yeah, on time travel and just uh, like post apocalyptic things, post apocalyptic yeah. futures. Uh, but before I talk about that anymore, did you have yeah. any other flicks on your list? Did I forget anything? Uh, movies? No, I think we hit up the the main ones that I wanted to do. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think we I think we got it. Yeah, it, it was funny because I, I kind of went again. Like I said, it could be a whole new another episode of, of, of us doing uh, uh, like post apocalyptic futures because like that that would be us talking about Mad Max forever and ever and ever because oh yeah for sure that's fucking <laughs> fascinating to kind of get into. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say that we love the uh, alternate timelines and there are a lot of they lead to a lot of fun storylines and uh, if. You know they they do it really well. There's there's books that do it really well. I don't know how many movies. Nothing that leaps into my mind, but like alternate history stuff is also really interesting yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. You know one of the, one of the things there there was a. Uh, I guess the best the, the best way to put it is like look look forward to the dis the the Marvel animated What If series. That's true because yeah. that that's gonna be alternate timelines and dark futures and things like that. Um, but if you can't wait for that animated series, because God knows when it'll come out now, go, go find some what if comics from back in the day. There's some yeah. really good ones. And even if, yeah, look... I'm sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we missed like a bunch, even comic story arcs. You know, I, if, if we're on, on the like, what if lines, you know, you got red sun, Superman, you got, you know, uh, what is it? Justice league gods and monsters, uh, just all these like different, different character takes on if they had grown up here or if they had arrived here kind of kind of situations. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, going back to comic books, you're yeah, right. So definitely along those lines. The, the Marvel universe is the same way. I mean, uh, I, I we probably should give like an honorable mention to the, to the house of M storyline where Magneto rules the world. That's a pretty fun story. Um, uh, the re- the recent Secret Wars event was also yeah. a, uh, a, a merging of multiple timelines into one, one cohesive universe that made for an interesting story. I haven't finished reading that, so I'll have to get back to you guys on how good it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? The the Marvel Zombies is an alternate timeline as well. So, I mean, there's... That's comic true. books yeah, are... We, we... That's a good spot to go, comic books, if you want alternate timeline stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we touched too many on, uh, on zombie apocalyptic timelines, but, um, you know, those are probably out there. Uh, also, I've never watched the show, but I know I think Man in the High Tower is kind of like an alternate timeline on if the Nazis won one the war. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one to recommend. Good call. So, yeah, yeah, I've never seen that one, but definitely, I'm, I'm sure there, there's plenty we're missing, which is kind of a testament to 
how interesting these storylines are. You know? Yeah, and I mean, in a, in a much more subtle way, uh, you, you know, if you want alternate history stuff, like the again, very subtly done, but uh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Tarantino doing Inglorious Bastards ah. and, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, Inglorious Bastards in particular is. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you don't really even realize they're alternate histories until the end. When you're like, oh, that's yeah, not how that's it went. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But again, that to me, that lends to like, the brilliance of them and makes them you yeah. know, that much more enjoyable. <laughs> Definitely. But if you're one of those people who hated Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then maybe you won't, you won't feel the same way that I do about it. <laughs> Roger, did, <laughs> well, teach their own. Did, did you have a chance to catch that yet? No, that's definitely on my to-watch list. Actually, thank you for reminding me. I have to add it to my literal list that I've made of things that I have to watch. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, listen, so I, that kind of wraps up uh, where we are as far as like the, the main thrust of this episode. The dark yeah. futures, dark realities, alternate timelines. I think we I think we hit some pretty good ones. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure, I'm sure we have some listeners who will let us know of the ones we didn't hit, hit on. And I would, I'd love to hear some more. Like, tell us your favorites. Like, you know, it could be yeah. books, comics, movies, TV shows. Tell me what I'm missing. I know there's some yeah. Sliders fans out there, and I know, I know, I kind of mentioned Sliders casually, but that was a fun yeah. show with alternate realities and things like that. Um, no, that that'd be fun to go back to. <laughs> yeah, Sliders is one of those shows I've I've been meaning to re-explore to a certain extent, but yeah, I haven't had much of a chance just yet. But Roger, yeah, I, since sure. since we're kind of closing the book on this particular topic, there there are two things I wanted to discuss with you. Sure. One movie, two movies. One kind of falls into our milieu, and one okay. that does not. Right. I will discuss the one that does not does not first, and that would be on Saturday. I watched <laughs> Stuber. Oh, okay. With the one with Dave Bautista <laughs> and and uh, Camille Nagiani. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with it. That might be another one to watch. I love it. <laughs> That's good. In an alternate timeline, Dave Bautista is has the Rock's career. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, Bautista's really good in it, and he, he kind of... I, I don't want to say he's like Drax, but he kind of like Draxes his way through the movie to a certain extent. Because <laughs> uh-huh. he's just like this big, monstrous man. I mean, <laughs> like yeah. he, he is so big. And Camille Nagiani at, at the time was so, so small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now he's a little bigger. <laughs> so I want—I wanted to recommend that to you personally to check out. That's a good one. All right. Yeah, I'll look into it. And then I wanted to have a—I a, don't know if we can have this conversation because I don't know if you've seen it. It okay. chapter two. No, that's God. That's another one I gotta see. I got so many. I, I completely missed both the it movies, even though I wanted to watch them. Roger, <laughs> there are things we need to discuss, and but you have to see those movies first, so I, I won't bring them up just yet. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, but this this is <laughs> this is a sign that I am getting around to watching uh, to catching up on some on some of, of the pop culture landmarks that I've missed over like the last couple of years. So <laughs> we're we're slowly but surely getting caught up <laughs> on the Tomcast podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure Roger has a whole list of movies that I, I should check out, and I, I think it probably starts with Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that one's definitely fun. That was fun to watch. I think uh, this past weekend, I guess maybe you could say it would even fit with uh, with our episode. I was watching RoboCop, which is kind of a dark future. You know, I thought about RoboCop briefly, but then at the same time, it's kind of like, 
it's kind of our present, so I'm not sure how much of a dark future it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically just everything turned up, everything bad turned up to eleven. I think if if, if 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 they were to do that now, it'd be Rob- Robocop is a drone. He just shows up and blows everybody up and then flies away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, Robocop was in consideration. Um, we'll we'll get a chance to spot, spotlight Robocop because I I love that flick. I know you just, I know you just watched it recently. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah it, was, that was a, it was a fun one. It was the first time in a while for you, wasn't it? Or was, or it wasn't the first time. Yeah, not not the first time. I, I'd seen it a few times as a kid, um, probably when I shouldn't have. But you know, it was on TV, so they cut out all the worst parts. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned <laughs> and it was funny because I had forgotten how like gory it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you told me, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There there is an even more gorier cut of that film that exists. Uh, I, I believe it's on the RoboCop Criterion Edition from back in the day. I don't know if they've put this on Blu-ray or not. I know I have the old DVD Criterion Edition right. that has uh, the rated X Paul Verhoeven cut, which is just so much more blood and guts. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a scene where oh, Ed, 20, Ed 209's shooting that executive for like 25 minutes. I mean, it just goes <laughs> on forever. <laughs> like that oh, poor man. man, he's like hamburger by the end of it. It's ridiculous. Jeez, that's hilarious. I, I'm pretty sure if you if you go, if, well, I shouldn't say pretty sure, but I'm pr- I'm very confident that yeah. uh, you you could probably find these scenes on YouTube if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll look into it. <laughs> well, Raj, I think uh, I think that's gonna close us out. I mean, uh, you're feeling pretty good about the ones we talked about. You're we're okay. I don't yeah, think, yeah, I think I think we hit the good ones. I don't think there's any glaring omissions, but uh, if there are, that means that this is a topic we should we can revisit down the road because. For sure. This is again. These, this is the kind of uh, sci-fi and, and and you know TV shows, movies, comic books. This is I, I love this stuff. I love timeline stuff. I love time travel stuff. <laughs> there probably will be a, a time yeah. travel specific episode at some point. Um, and they, obviously movies like Terminator and Back to the Future have to come up in those. But like, there's there's so yeah. many, so many really good time travel <laughs> movies out there. There's yeah, some bad yeah. ones too, <laughs> but there's some good ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can definitely uh, get into those too. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Uh, all right, Roger. I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up at this point. Uh, this is Roger. He's Jedi Raj on Twitter and on Instagram. So give him a follow if you're uh, picking up what he's putting down. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to say to the people? No, stay safe. Keep your masks on and uh, party on. Yeah, don't uh, don't let me ride <laughs> past you on my bike. With, I have a mask on, but you're all lollygagging around town without one. Come on. We're better than that, people. <laughs> At least I want to think so. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Hey, so there you have it. That's Roger and I's conversation about dark timelines and alternate realities. Uh, I think we definitely hit some high points uh, as, as far as that goes across the pop the pop culture landscape. I think some of my favorites though were actually in that comic book realm because, you know, comic books uh, lend themselves to going a little bit more buck wild when it comes to alternate realities and dark futures and stuff like that. Like, like you can have just dead characters left and right, and you can have uh, just crazy scenarios play out, and you don't have to worry about uh, like on a TV show, you know, you have to worry about budgetary constraints on episode by episode basis and things like that. And then obviously movies, you don't want to change too, you don't want to overwhelm the audience as far as that goes. So. 
I think we covered a lot of the good stuff, but I would love to hear what's, what, 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 we, what we miss, what we should talk about on a future episode. So you can do that. Uh, the best way to contact is us. You can hit us up on social media at TomCastPopCast, Instagram and Twitter. Email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And make sure you are liking, subscribing, and following the show. Uh, giving us those five-star reviews does go a long way to helping us out as a small independent podcast uh, that kind of helps uh, get us on those charts so people see that we're doing good stuff and we are entertaining the people who listen to this show because that that's the goal. I want to entertain as many people as we can, and that's why we're here. And uh, finally, if you are inclined to do so, if you're able to do so uh, in this restrictive time of the global pandemic, pandemic uh, you can join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Uh, and for your uh, contribution, you can get your name right on the show. And if you do the next level up, you get your name right on the show. Uh, you, excuse me. You, you get your name right on the show, and you get access to tons and tons of bonus content, uh, including movie commentary tracks and uh, what, we are, what we are calling PopCast Reads, where I recommend uh, comic books and graphic novels and fun things for you and your whole family to enjoy. And uh, that's, that's been a lot of fun so far. I am currently working, I am currently hard at work on the next audio movie commentary track. And uh, that should be out hopefully this week, assuming there's no hiccups. So you can do that, Tomcast Popcast forward, I'm sorry. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast if you want to join Pophead Nation. But remember, this show's always going to be free. We are in a global pandemic. You know, if income's tight, don't worry. We're still here to provide you with entertainment. You do not have to join Pophead Nation. It's fine. Though if you do, you're going to get cool stuff. And with that, again, like I said, five-star reviews, like the show, Tomcast, Popcast on Instagram and Twitter. I think I covered all this stuff already, right? Like, we're good to go. Thank you so much for joining and listening to the show. Give me that feedback. Tell me what we missed. Tell me your favorite alternate realities. It would be so much fun to hear from you guys. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. And this is, uh, as, as we say on, this, on the show, ciao, babes. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.